From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Everybody, <laughs> swallow. <laughs> Juke faster. Take, take the one last big bite oh. of a biscuit. And the young lady behind the glass who we've yet to be introduced to yet, but we will sooner or later. She's like, 30 seconds. <laughs> Chew as fast as you can. Swallow. Go. And hi, everybody. Welcome in. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Glenn Kimmon, Jonathan Swindle, and yes... Bill George is in the house. I only missed one weekend. Hey, I see Mark floating around, too. I know he's out there. He's spouting in uh, them uh, I play tennis shorts. Hey, there's one in there, so don't even come in here looking like that. With the really cool <laughs> nice little uh, shoes on there. It's good, huh? He looks very nice this morning. He actually looks like he's going somewhere. Are you going somewhere after you get out of here? Yeah, I'm going back to sleep. I wish I could say the same thing. Man, he uh, looks like that just waking up. I know. That's all that exercise. That's all does. that primping and getting ready to go out and look good, you know? Me, I throw on some shorts and a t shirt, and here we go. I'm starting to catch up with you he's, on that. You're looking he, pretty cash today, my friend. <laughs> he still has people to impress. You don't. Uh, that's, uh, there yeah, you that's go. true. <laughs> Once you get those awards on the shelf, it's pretty much downhill from here. Yeah, yeah it's all done. It's, it's over. How much dust is on that that award? A lot, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I never see it. I always keep away in the back. I don't like to put it out there. It'd be a really good missile. I can use it for that. Uh, today, it's supposed to be a uh, nice day today. It's going to be hotter than you know what out there. It's going to be muggy and nasty and very disgusting. And Well, the, uh, the happy word would say no rain, would be to say no rain. We're getting rain. We're going to get oh. rain la- later on this afternoon or evening on this side. Less on rain. On the West Coast. Where less you rain. guys are, you might, you, you'll probably get less rain. Well, that'd be great because, uh, all the toad frogs are drowning. The bullfrogs oh. have moved up on the front porch. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, can't, they can't get up high enough off the ground. They, they just they they need a snorkel kit. I had, to, I had to send Dylan a text yesterday. Dylan Glisson over at G5 Feeding Outdoors. I'm like, dude, we've had like five people come in and looking for frog kicks and fish kicks. We need to get some new ones because uh, you know, people are getting ready to get out and want to go do it. I guess it's, it's they're, driving them crazy. Everywhere I've been, I've seen a few of them hopping around, jumping back into the pond. So, uh it make you want to get the gig out. Yeah, that's well, right. So. Nice uh, big mess of frog legs would be good well, right you, now to go with my Pepsi. Going Coffee. down going down the road to the house, there's you know, a ditch on the side, and I routinely see frogs jumping back and forth across. But the other day I saw a gator. I mean, he was <laughs> he's just cruising along. He's there just to make you mad, that's all. Teasing me. Just teasing you, calling you names when you drive by. Yeah. Probably has a bunch of remembrance bracelets on. But officer, he was just a little bit out of Hillsborough County. (laughs) Just a tad bit, tad bit, tad bit. Well, with all the high water, they've been a few of them on the side of the road run over. So, yeah, one or two. I haven't seen any. Where are you seeing those? Well, we we get out a little bit more. Yeah, I'm all over. I drive those roads. I drive those roads back there every day too, man. Shots fired this early. <laughs> I don't see any dead gators from G5 into uh, to Fred's Market. I don't see any of them along that stretch of road. I've seen one on MLK, and I've seen one over on uh, Stafford Road. 
off of Forbes. You saw one on Ninth Street? Seriously? I didn't say Ninth Street. I said that, MLK. That's MLK. Well, over in the Hillsborough County side. Oh, you're MLK. Yeah. Not this MLK. No. Right. I'm just saying. You got to be more specific. <laughs> well, there's an MLK everywhere. That's what I'm saying. So just look for the gator. Okay. The gator on the side <laughs> of the road. Look for him. Look for him. Look for him. Well, and of course, with the hunting season starting off uh, last week uh, with archery, how are things going at the shop there, Big J? Uh, tiring. Tiring? Well, that means it must be good. Yeah. It, it didn't start archery up this way yet. No, it's not no. started yet, but we uh, we have our lovely assortment of fine folks coming into the shop who are dropping off bows for strings, getting new sights. Just... Yeah, they're wanting to get it done, and they need it tomorrow. Yes, yeah, exactly. Or yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got a call yesterday. <coughs> are you interested in going down to Bob Babcock Web to go hunt this weekend? It's like, uh, no. I, my bow's not out. I'm Am I interested? Ready. Yes, I'm interested all the time. But dude, <laughs> you know, the heart the heart is willing, but the body's like, yeah, not so much. You got to start the conversation when they ask you that, and you just say, uh, "Yeah." What the? Are you you, you got to start the conversation with, uh, "Can I bring a pistol?" Yes. Okay. You well, can. There you go. Why is that Pepsi can a thousand degrees? Did you microwave that thing or something? Is it, that's it's his it. coffee cup. Yeah, it's the coffee cup. There's none in there. <laughs> so I bought a Pepsi. <laughs> bought a Pepsi. Got rid of the content. Are you and kidding Filled me? it up with coffee. Yeah. You wasted seventy five cents to drain out the Pepsi to put hot coffee inside of an aluminum can that you can't even touch because it's at that's molten why I got the, steel the napkin, level. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's an addict, ladies and gentlemen. That is an addict. <laughs> well, once you make a pot of coffee, you just can't. Yeah. You can't even put go. your lips on the aluminum. It's kind of hot. <laughs> well, I would offer you a straw, but I think they're all uh, illegal now. So I'm sorry. Here, I can take this pen apart, and what? you can use it as a makeshift yeah. straw. I, I'll try and put this first tea down a little quicker for you. Oh, <laughs> you got the last cup, you rotten son of a guy. That way you know it melt the wax uh, off of it. Uh, today go. on today's show, I know that uh, Jonathan's probably going to get out of here at 9 o'clock so he can go play over uh, archery games over there at his place and then uh, Vince is going to come in and tell us all about his Louisiana trip and apparently pick a fight with Bill George apparently they're going to take it out to the parking lot and it's going to be Smackdown City out there it'll be very interesting to well, see Well if he's got something going on with Bill George he, he might be in the in a world of hurt cuz I think Jonathan's got something for him know. as well Is, is that uh, oh, like really taking candy away from a kid you know I, You know kind of sorta I don't know you know I'm I'm sure he's probably uh I'm sure he's educating himself as we speak. Yeah. Facebook. <laughs> oh, sleeping. That's I read the latest Facebook post. Yeah, so uh, that's coming up. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit <clears throat> about some environmental issues. And I would like to start off the first one with, <clears throat> just to get Jonathan's, he's a little, you know, he's a little sore today. So uh, I'm just, good. Yeah, he tried to punt in a catfish. No. <laughs> The catfish tried to be Chuck Norris, and he got no, dealt no, no, with. No. Oh, well, who, who ended up winning? Who's in pain today? Where's huh? the catfish? Where oh, I'm sore, is the, but that's, you know. Where is the wound? Right on top of my foot. On your foot, oh, where on it always top is. Of your, no, no, no. Usually it's, it's on the bottom. Wound. It's yeah. not a wound. It's just a scrape. It's a little sore. It, it can't be a scrape if it's sore. It's got to be a puncture wound to be have you limping like that. 
So, yeah. well, I'm if it's not, I'm not limping, it, I mean, if it just breaks the skin with as uh, I mean, I know, I know where he, I know where I got poked at on top of the foot. Let me put it to you that way. <laughs> the yeah. bacteria will get you, man. That's what it is. So. And then wait till it starts itching like crazy. That's the fun part. Yeah. Especially if it was on the bottom of your foot, as Bill George pointed out. If it's in that little, uh, oh, if I'd have stepped, if believe me, if I'd have stepped <laughs> on him, I'd have given y'all full carte blanche to just let me have it for being an idiot. <laughs> but no, he just watched him crawl up his leg. No. <laughs> No, I just watched my daughter catch a catfish, and when she flung it up on the seawall, he, like I said, he did a backwards backflip and ninjaed me. So it so. was a saltwater cat. Yeah, <clears throat> a hard top, uh, not a gaff top sail cat. Yeah, obviously. Was, yep. One of those hard headed jobbers. Mm-hmm. I still one was, of the, one of the dock uh, as I call them dock maggots that when you throw uh, when you're skinning fish and you throw them over, they're like piranhas. As soon as it hits the water. They're serving a purpose. They're the buzzards of the oh, sea. Yeah, they're hey. out there doing their job. They're out there doing it. I, you know, I learned a long time ago, <clears throat> you don't kick catfish, mm-hmm. especially because they just stick to the bottom of your tennis shoe right through <laughs> it and get you in the ball of the foot. And then you. It's amazing it how like tough crud. that barb is. Yeah. Yeah. Although the catfish uh, suffered a worse fate than I did. So I had to itch it for a few weeks. But <laughs> after that. Uh, but anyway, on the environmental issue, uh, as you all know, some of you, uh, you know, the California and in its infinite wisdom decided to do the, the plastic straw ban. And, uh, of course, not to be outdone in the liberal thrones of St. Petersburg, Florida, not many restaurants here in St. Petersburg have decided to jump on the yeah, no what, plastic the one, bandwagon. The one that we ate at that night after we went fishing Thursday night at Anna Maria, yeah. they had paper straws and paper take home boxes and so we're going to cut down trees oh yeah 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 we're gonna have to do we're, that we're, we're gonna, gonna cut down trees well trees are a renewable resource bill yeah so it's, so it's plastic but they don't <laughs> yeah, they just keep recycling you, just, you know i thought i thought rick christman and uh you know making us all pay three dollars a month for those beautiful blue cans that but, nobody uses uh you know you could put your reusables out there and they could Sell it back to China, and then China can sell it back to us, and then you know it's it's a complete cycle. I, I I turned around was listening to some of that stuff. Somebody has now aluminum straws that you can have engraved with your company information, so that you can hand these things out in your restaurant. And so you have to carry your straw with Alumin- you all over the place. No, no, uh, they, aluminum. They keep handing what are they them like out. a souvenir? Something like that. Here's your souvenir straw. But I look at this. This this here is not a straw. It it looks like a straw, but it is a miniature blowgun. Exactly. It looks like McDonald's (laughs) hadn't jumped on that bandwagon yet. Well, you know, what's really amazing about that is, you know, if you start handing out products like aluminum ones or glass ones or anything else, some nefarious individual is going to turn those into items that can be used for other things, I'm sure. Hence, let's go back in time, ladies and gentlemen, to the days when... Mickey D's used to give you that really cute little spoon. Remember to stir your coffee with a little mm-hmm. plastic spoon, and then all of a sudden they had to get rid of them because of the cocaine usage associated with the uh, with said spoon back in the day. Yep. And uh, so those went the way of the dodo. And now I, I've seen you know for entrepreneurs though, you got to know that first. Next, we're going to see bamboo straws. We're going to see, uh, you know, metal straws, as you already have. 
Uh, I don't know how much thicker you can make a paper one because the ones that they give you, the old-fashioned ones, you know, the first two sips of a shake, it they collapse and uh, you know they're, they're useless from then on. So we're going to give you instead of a plastic straw, we're going to give you a plastic spoon. <laughs> it just needs your back to quit. You think so? That's, that's a pretty good idea. Huge has more plastic. <laughs> I thought, I thought one of the best memes that I saw in the entire uh, thing of this past week was it said, if you're in San Francisco, well, don't worry about getting a straw at a restaurant. They're all over the streets. You just pick it up, take the end cap off of it, and you just uh, pull the plunger out, and you just use it as a plastic straw. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the all the hypodermic needles are right there. The just, uh, you know, clean it and, and drink all you want. The, the yeah. real funny one that I heard though was the everybody's going nuts over the straw, and then or and the guy that used to be the head of Starbucks, you know, making his little way in on it and everything else. But yet they said that a cap off of a Starbucks coffee cup has more plastic in it than. A straw does, and well, just go I don't to see them going to paper lids. Yeah, <laughs> just go to aluminum cans, just like uh, Glenn said. There you go. It slows you and down. And just go back to the old paper straw and be done with it. You think it's good for one use and throw it away? There you go. Yeah, I I just the, the one that they had at the restaurant we were at. It was actually I was surprised because I was thinking I'm like this is going to last maybe one drink, but it held up pretty good. <laughs> Look at all them pixie sticks that you used to have. When there you yeah. are and. You had it all over your mouth, and it held up long enough to get all the good content out yeah, of it. So there you just, go. Use, <laughs> no. just use the paper straw. Oh, no. man. You know, but the simple thing is, you said I, the right word at the beginning of it. Nobody heard it was, was the knee jerk. And I thought about it, and I'm like, really? Seriously? If that's the, those little the hollow tubes of plastic are the bane of your existence, then go to the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge. Fly off of it and just go ahead and get all your problems over with today because it's just not going to change anything. <laughs> and there's more to worry about than plastic straws. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about a little bit of uh, urine. What? You're in trouble. Yeah, okay. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by the uh, great folks out of Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoors. And we'll be right back. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. How about that? Braden's done left the studio. He couldn't stand the heat. Yeah, exactly. I think he went to get him some uh, aloe before his fingers when he grabbed that Pepsi can. It's too hot for <laughs> he him. He did jerk his hand back pretty quick. And he's like, oh. He went in there and put some cream on yeah. it. He'll be better in a minute. So you, yeah, exactly. you're going to, I want you to turn around. I know you're a connoisseur of milkshakes. I want you to turn around, find you some paper straws, <laughs> and go... Sucky up one of them nice milkshakes. Well, you can get multi-pack straws, you know. <laughs> that way, if you wear out the first one, well, you got one to fall back to. So you're saying it's going to take 10 straws to complete the the job of one plastic straw? Not necessarily, because a milkshake doesn't last very long in my cup. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and as hot as it's been, it's hard to get a thick milkshake anymore. Everything you get is kind of just it's like a big milk with a little ice flakes in it. Depends on where you get it. That might be the case, but I've hit them all over. I mean, I, 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 like I said, he's a connoisseur. Yeah, of I had one last night, so uh, it's all good. I'm sure you did. I, I, you know, I said, like I said, entrepreneurs, get you know, get out there, start cracking that bamboo, man. Start making some bamboo ones out there, <clears throat> or reeds or something, you know, renewable. 
and everybody wants everybody to grow hemp because it, you know, apparently will fix the entire world. Well, all they got to really do is if, you know, the restaurants, if they just wash their dishes a little better, get them cleaner, then you won't have to worry about well, putting your lips around the rim of the third glass. There so, you go. All it's all good. I, and, and, you know, we used to turn around and when we start worrying about things like conserving water, you just don't automatically put a glass of water out on a table just because somebody goes sat down at it. You make it where they request it. Don't automatically give straws. Wait for somebody to ask for it. Can I get a straw, please? Yeah. You do a little bit, boom, done. Look at you. You just saved the world. Thank you, Bill George. Uh, Toby Benoit, our good friend, uh, listening up there around the uh, Brooksville area in the uh, state of Florida, sent me a little uh, dealio and uh, wanted me to let uh, Glenn know that he's been uh, he's been uh, proven correct. Bill George, this is kind of, you know, you were arguing against my boy on this, man. That, I mean, uh, I finally got something possibly <laughs> right against Bill. The oh, loser. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is cautioning deer hunters about the use of deer urine because of the potential uh, products may be containing chronic wasting disease. And CD- That's my position. No, uh, that was his position, uh, you know, that you don't want to <laughs> use it so that because uh, they sniff around on the ground and stuff. Oh, it thank you for sharing that as I post my Evercom, now available at Airhead Archery Shop. I'm on record <laughs> on the Florida channel on that position. Well, yeah, you stole it from Glenn. Uh, CDW has not been discovered in Louisiana yet, C-W-D, but WD, whatever, not and D-D. has been... Uh, it's like a Volkswagen. 25 states, including Texas, Arkansas, and Mississippi, and they're saying that, uh, you know, it's not regulated by any uh, federal agencies or anything like that, so... Collecting urine through the grates of captive uh, deer allows the mixing of uh, other ingredients that are probably not filtered out, <sighs> such as uh, sheds, especially if they're in velvet, skin stuff, things Listen. like that, all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, CWD is present in the dietary and urinary tracts of cervid deer. And tears and saliva. Okay. And tissues. And feces. Yeah. And there's no way to test for it. Well, well, go ahead, Professor. John. I have a question. Uh, yeah. Right. So, how does an animal that's been sniffing each other's butts and licking each other's faces for thousands of years survived? If you know, this is such a epidemic. They, they haven't. That's the problem. They're, they're yeah, the, the ones that you didn't see. That's the ones that didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, Seven states. Every time been- you're sitting in your stand and that deer didn't come back, guess what? They got CWD. You know what? It's only because we now have quality deer management that we want deer to live seven to eight years that we now oh, have CWD. Oh, I want my deer to mature, becoming, but I mean. Well, well, I'm just saying, if you, it takes years for it to become evident in an animal, yeah. not not like one or two. And if you shoot them when they're young. You, you never know, have the problem. You know, but you know how you get around this problem? <laughs> this is a liquid this is liquid <laughs> urine problem. You come to Arrowhead Archery and you get that Evercom and that roll on stick. It's wax, it's all you know, there's no liquid, so it's all good. There you go, and you put it high up on a branch and that kind of thing. <clears throat> Where they know. lick it. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean no? Seven states have banned the use of deer urine lures, including Alaska, Arkansas, Arizona, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, <sighs> Vermont, and Virginia. Uh, it says uh, the LDFWF is working with the Louisiana Wildlife Commissions to implement a carcass importation ban as well, kind of like what we have here. 
a viable step in preventing the disease from entering the state via infected carcasses. Well, Florida, I see it coming to the forefront here in the next year into the state of Florida. I received some phone calls not too long ago telling me that they were going to be not from FWC, from other people, that they were going to be putting this on their agenda and pushing it hard. Hmm. So To ban the use of uh, liquids in the yes. state of Florida? Well, ban the deer urine and pellet products. What do you mean? Why would they why would they ban products such as the one that he was just referring I don't to know as what it he's was using. A, he just described it to you. The you Evercom haven't seen it. Evercom. Comes in a stick. Yeah, it looks just like looks a like deodorant. deodorant. Is you it take the made cap out of natural? Does yes. it have na- okay. It's wax compressed. You're bringing it doesn't matter what form it is. A deer pellet is a solid. Okay. What if it's am- what if it's atomized in the air like a bug bomb? I don't know. If it's it comes out as a Liquid. I just, I don't understand it, but whatever. <clears throat> well, they're just, you know, they're erring on the side of caution. That's what they'll tell you. You know, it's kind of like banning plastic straws to save a blue whale off mm. the Pacific coast of Japan. Mm. You it, know, it's mind. one of those things. First of all, let me sit there and say, I really, I don't know an intense amount about yeah. CWD, yeah. but I see it more as a a bad label yeah. than it is a bad problem yeah well you notice it's kind of calmed down a little bit now that uh the mainstream media is not showing uh cows being drug out of uh dairies and stuff like that while they're freaking out and thrashing around with mad cow disease you know now that we don't see that on the nightly news every night uh you know and then it was spread into wildlife and then of course then the the wildfire that that took over you know when it came to hunting and i think that was one of the reasons why a lot of hunters were greatly reduced because, as Glenn has pointed out many, many times, when you have more women hunters in the woods, they're a little more cautious on things like that, and they're a little more, you know, no matter what you say, you know, they can get a little more icky about things like that when it comes to feeding what they're feeding their kids and things like that. Whereas a guy would be like, you know what, if it kills me in uh, 30 years, it kills me in 30 years. Cut around it. Yeah, cut (laughs) cut that part off and throw it away. You know, coyotes got to eat too. And, uh, you know, and I think that they look at it a little differently. You know, if that if that were not the case, then places like, uh, you know, all organic grocery stores would not exist. Well, I can say this. For the FWC uh, at the expo this past, what, couple weeks back when we were there, I met right. a gentleman that has a, uh, a deer farm, and he's part of the, uh, the I guess, the monitoring of the CWD in the state of Florida to keep and uh, help recognize it or help prevent it. Uh, he, he's, uh, he sat down and really talked a little bit about it on Friday evening with me, Braden, you missed out on that, but, uh, the F the FWC's really got their, they're being proactive about it as yeah. in itself. So, uh, right now we've just been fortunate enough here in the state of Florida. We don't need anything else to take away the game that we have. Cause I don't think we have as much as we'd like to have. I, I think we are seeing a lot less incidents of it in the captive deer that's in out there in the United States. But I think the people are doing more with immunizations and giving them, um, antibiotics and different things that help curb some stuff and that may be helping and one of the other things that took place too bill is the fact that you know they did uh 
restrict the import of deer to the state of Florida. Uh, so those deer that was in the other states that we're used to transport or buy and bring those deer down into Florida to, build, to, to I guess, genetically build a, a bigger buck. But a bigger herd is no longer allowed in the state of we, Florida. We you can br- take one from Florida, but you can't we, bring it We are in. bringing deer DNA in the form of semen into the United, into Florida from from states that potentially have CWD today. You got proof of that, Bill? Yes. Where? In his it's, car. It's allowed. They did not ban that. They allow the bringing in of semen. But they do, and that's what these people are doing. They they go out there and they get the straw that comes from the urinary tract. And don't no get way, no, no. I'm just trying to look at the way I want to say. No <laughs> way to say that it is CWD free. Okay, and the 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 big leaders in the industry say that DNA there the CWD can be present in that product. But yet we did not ban it. We only went for the live whole deer. That doesn't make any sense. I, I know they say they can't detect it or it's hard to do. And I'm like, well, then if you can't detect it, then how do you know it exists? Because uh, the prions are whatever that they can uh, you know, detect in deceased deer. Why couldn't they detect it alive in any kind of sampling or anything like that? It's well, been here since the beginning of time, apparently. Of course it's it is. It's in the soil. It's just is. like it's in the water. When it's, they did the everywhere. ban, they went for what was easy to get, and they they took the bite off of the apple, but never came back to finish the apple. Done. Is it about the dollar bill? Get it? Dollar bill? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I just think some things are, are more complicated in order to get through, and they were looking for what was easy. And to make a little win, and things like the urine, deer urine, is a win. Well, no, it's a lot more complicated when you turn around and you're sitting there telling Walmart you can't carry it here in the state of Florida or something Bass Pro or something like that. But other states have managed to get beyond it. So, or your local archery shop. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody's what? carrying it. It's all, it's all good. It's already hard enough to make a dollar in this hey. industry, but, you know, hey, it's okay. Let's go ahead and take let's go ahead <laughs> Just keep cutting my legs out from underneath. Yeah, yeah, go take, ahead and take the electric bill away. Take the pee away from him. It's, uh, you know, it's all bad. <laughs> but, you know, I just think that if they found other forms of uh, putting it into the air, we, we have would be other fine. forms of attractant that, that he likes. What about if, they, you know, because if you think about this it this true. way, if you, if you used uh, like the uh, incense. Type stuff, you know, with the tarsal gland and the deer and estrus and all that stuff. The candles, yeah. A candle or, uh, you know, the the incense looking stuff. You know, you light it up and it makes smoke and it goes all over the place. Obviously, anything that's alive in there is not going to be alive. Why? It's been smoldering in fire. It doesn't matter. Fire does not kill the prion. It does not destroy it. You have to get up super, super hot. Our control burns. Do not get hot enough to destroy. Yeah, because it. it's so on the surface of the soil. Eruption here. Yeah, <laughs> Is that no. what you need? Yeah. <laughs> Cover it with lava, yeah. and it'll be fine. In a thousand years, when grass starts growing back, well, that'll be the deer will be great. I don't have know. To import all them I just laugh though. The states. So I, my listen. thing that's funny to me is they do the urine thing, but then Georgia brings baiting back full bore. So, exactly. I mean, you know, it's like. Let's make giant piles of corn. Let them all just eat around there like hungry dogs, man. It's no big deal. You know you're laughing because you yeah, agree hey, with me. But don't, but don't you dare bring none of that pee pee in here. Uh, no, no way. Don't do it. All right, we got to take a break. It I is think the, the big show's o- going to the toilet. 
<laughs> and on that note, let's take a break. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoors. Stay with us. It's going to get even nuttier, I think. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, and Bill George. I think we have better off-air conversations than with we a do better on chair that. than I had before. <laughs> well, he's in a better mood now that he's gotten rid of uh, Deep Blue. So uh, he's got the he's yeah. Got the I new felt chair. like uh, the midget sitting in the corner, but that's okay. That's all right. You should you should feel bad. But uh, why'd you give him that chair? I didn't give him the chair. I walked in just like this, the way it is. They were set up in here. Uh, what was that you were reading during the break about the trail cams that got Jonathan extremely hot again? Well, this past week, uh, well, actually last week, <laughs> around my he place. can't even listen. Um, no, I'm just, go ahead. Around my place, you know, I drive up to my gate. There's a bicycle with a purse that had uh, all kind of things in it. Some costume jewelry, crack pipe that was broke, mm. all that kind of stuff. You didn't so, touch that, did you? No, the deputy's <laughs> come and hauled it all away okay, for me. Yeah. And then I come back about five hours later to a, a backpack with clothes, all of it belonging to a lady of some sort. And anyway. Is she camping out out there Well, that's what the deputies there? thought. And then after the deputies left and it got a little darker, you know, curiosity just couldn't couldn't <laughs> wait for Monday to come for daylight hours. So I got on my four-wheeler, turned my got my big phoenix floodlight on my head and went out there looking and of course i found uh where they was trying to take uh one of uh, uh, antique pedal car that my neighbor had from his collection and uh, a bunch of other stuff and out there in the woods uh hauled it all back to him and i said hey, i'm gonna get me some trail cams and i'm just gonna go ahead and set them up out here and, and see what's going on so in the process you know of going to meet jonathan got to get one of those uh spy point or whatever it is that he carries the uh, cell phone ones yes. get alerts i was going to go and see him but you know he was out of town so i went online and started looking to see about ordering me some and reading all the reviews on it and then all of a sudden things that start popping up about legislation in this state to ban the use of uh, game cams and restrictions of use of game cams and then the biggest one came out of arizona and they actually labeled it out what the definitions are of what trail cams you can't use and why and it aiding and abetting in the taking of game taking a game really so and then i started looking more into it and then there's more and more states but there seem to be more midwestern states that uh are looking at proposing certain type of restrictions if not total restriction of use of game cams or total bans altogether correct well, this this really isn't a new concept you know you turn around and you go to a place like alaska you can't hunt on the day you fly mm-hmm. okay so when you have this this big advantage of being able to spot game and know where game is they turn around and and for years have said hey don't go hunt that day there's a little difference between Flying into where you're going in the middle of uh, nowhere, and when you're flying over, you see 15 moose and a bunch of caribou, and you see where they're going, and then go, quick, get in the boat. I know where they're going. I know. <laughs> they're going that way. Yeah. Or, I just saw a moose five miles down the road. Quick, get in the boat. Let's there, go. There's a lot of difference between that and saying, oh, look, Bullwinkle's over at stand number five. Let's go shoot Bullwinkle. Yeah, but you know what? Bullwinkle ain't going to be there in four hours, and he's yeah. not going to be but, there in five hours when you show up. Now, he may be in the vicinity uh, within your whatever it takes to get out there to Bullwinkle. But the chances of you going out there and being there while he's standing there looking, you know, looking and mugging into the camera are pretty slim to none, dude. 
We've had that talk where yeah, you know, we talked about game cams and stuff as that, but you're not going to um, get there in time to catch that bugger. Uh, yes, man. you no, are. No, you're not. You may not. Oh, I know. There's a lot of people that <laughs> listen to the show that that use trail cams and stuff like that, and, and I don't I have do. any problem. And I, me, uh, up until about three hmm. years ago, uh, never really. I own a couple of them because I've won at different banquets or whatever, but never really uh, deployed them to where I was constantly going and using them and looking at it to try to track and pattern any game i think a vast uh, majority of people I, that buy cameras do it that way it's used occasionally it's used every once in a while it's now but there are some there's that are some guys i know that's got over 40 cameras on their property exactly that I, to, I don't so. have 40 but i'm almost cracking 20 yeah but you're, you're in a different genre you you know well, you you have an, an outfit outfitter, in place yeah. well, so you, you have, have to know your deer movements you have to know those things well and i look at it, it the I would love to sit some of these people down, and when we talk about like Glenn made a work. great like Glenn made a great comment the other day or last show about the expo and kids. I use this as a great tool to talk to people about getting kids in the outdoors because you know what one of the favorite things of my two daughters are is when we go pull all the cards off the trail cameras to be sitting there at the computer to see what what what's and, coming in. And that's that's for me one and of the things I enjoy. I enjoy. It's not that I'm using them necessarily to aid in my hunting. I, I'm t- going out there in a, a piece of woods, and I'm looking at it and say, I think an animal's going to be coming by yeah. here, and I put the camera out. And for those people who who really don't care so much about killing the animal and having it for dinner, but just want to go out there and have the thrill of trying to figure it out. You can go out there and put your game cameras out there and have a have a com- competition who can yeah. who can get the best pictures. Well, and we were sitting here talking about CWD in the last segment. That's a tool right there to help you and aid you. And like for me, I use it like y'all said as an inventory item for me because I can see the animals, I can see the hogs, I can see the deer. I've got pictures on here. I'll show you all right now of a hog that I'm going to call a hunchback in Notre Dame because he's got a basketball size cyst on his left shoulder. And I'd have never known that because. Until you've seen it. Until I saw him on the camera. (laughs) Is that where we shot accidentally with birdshot? Uh, that'd be a <laughs> negative been, sir. Call it an infection that'd be a uh, negative but sir. you know the thing is is uh that's a good point you know then you could see if you have a couple of skinny nasty looking deer going by or whatever how many trail cams have you seen where those people are like dude what's wrong with this deer exactly you know they'll catch it and it's you know got growth on its face or you know it's got something growing out of its hip or or whatever and they you know if, if you didn't know you wouldn't know that that was out there Smart guy would take that to uh, their local uh, fish and game commission and say, hey, look, man, this was on my property. Is this something I need to worry about? If you take that ability away, how do you know? How, I mean, that's helping to monitor I mean, your, your herd out there, I guess. But I can't. They're not going to. I can't see them physically being able to outlaw them in the sense of you why? can't have a camera out in the woods. Here, 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 An this, un, this unattended you, camera Bill. out in the woods. Here's you sitting next to it. Reading the proposed changes to the uh, to this, and I know it's in Arizona, but a person shall not use a trail camera or images from a trail camera for the purpose of taking or aiding in the take of wildlife within one fourth mile, four hundred forty yards, of an outer perimeter of a developed water source. So, if there's no water around, can I use my camera? Well, that rules out of uh, no water. In, even no water sense. in a quarter acre 
A quarter in mile. Florida, a quarter mile in Florida. Yeah, good luck. You, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> okay, but the, here, here's my thing with that: they can't use it within 440 yards of a waterhole. Basically, is what they're saying, right? Of the outer you're, perimeter. You're, you're looking outer, at at out west. That, well, you, yeah, well, that's what I'm fixing to say. For going out there, that's like with us with the mule deer hunts. Okay, well, I don't need a camera. The waterhole. The waterholes are usually out in the middle of a flat somewhere. So guess what? That's fine with me because I'm going to be hunting the edges of the woods anyways, trying to catch them going to or from that water hole. Yeah, so. well, that's that's the thing is, you know, elk hunters, they always go around where there's wallows and yeah. things like that. So out west, uh, I could see why water would be the essential place not to be able to put it. But I thought it was interesting that uh, it says aiding and taking of the game. So it doesn't mean you can't put one out there just to take pictures of them. Correct. Because you like to put that's them up I on said. the wall of your house. I can't see them doing but now, now, granted, if uh, I'm in Glenn's house and he's using the trail camera to uh, take pictures to put pictures of elk or deer up on his wall, and I walk in and I go, "Dude, where'd you get them pictures at?" He goes, "Oh, I took it up there on the property up by the Great Tetons up there uh, off uh, 39. Uh, I got a couple trail cams set up out there. I take a lot of these. That's where these pictures come from." Well, does this pictures aid in the bed me? Because guess where I'm going. Where that camera <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Glenn. Glenn's got some pictures of them here. Did you tell me here. exactly where that truck? Exactly. <laughs> where did you park your truck, and how far did you walk in? I mean, it's it's one of those things. Well, I let's mean, ask Jim what he thinks about the game cam. Jim, yeah, good Jim. morning. Yeah, Jim, it's all your fault. Hello, Jim. Uh oh. I think we got another connection problem. Oh, it might be the phone issues are back. Polar bear. Jim, are you there? Jim. Jimmy. Jim. Jimmy. Hi, Jim. You have to right. call back. All right. Let's see if we can fix it. I don't know. Uh, so, But anyway, that's what I'm saying. It's going to aid in the bets no matter what you do. Well, if, if the cameras are out there, somebody somewhere, I mean, even though he doesn't do it, what if he tells me at work? Hey, you guys, hey, if you kill one, make sure you half it with me or something or give me a leg. Yeah. Well, there's already a lot of states already restrict the use of using electronic devices in order to turn around and assist somebody, you can't yeah. put, get on the radio and say, hey, the buck's coming your way or something. You need to sit there and say, you have a ham sandwich coming down your way and it has a lot of cheese on it. Which is ludicrous because <laughs> everybody has a cell phone in their backpack or pocket. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, that, that, that instant radio thing, you know, I, I just never could understand that. Uh, Missouri has that well, where you can't use uh, electronics. Well, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania, the game warden will come up to you and sit there and say, "Now, which one to use, Jimmy?" <laughs> well, and like it's, but this is the conversation that I've been having. I've had this conversation with people like the Montana stuff and all that with them. The the one that this is the one that just I can you can never explain it to me other than the fact of you have some old stick in the muds out there who don't want anything. How to much change. time do you spend working on rules and regulations? Oh, there we go. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is like like with <laughs> so, anybody else. I knew that was no. I knew I was going to get that one. <laughs> Did you get the email so, alert from Arizona Department of Natural Resources telling you that it was going to be a, no, a game but camera? Not that, I mean, but like like, like I was saying about Montana, they won't let you use lighted knocks because they feel like that gives you an advantage. That knock has no bearing on anything other than helping help you, you find your arrow. And make a either no. So, and it is an electronic advantage. Advantage of finding, finding game your arrow instead of wanting waste. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that never did make any sense. But, like, again, it, like Jonathan just pointed out, if we don't, if someone doesn't go there, 
or someone doesn't read it or find it or stumble upon it like yeah. Glenn does. Uh, who knows? How do you know? You show up there in Montana. I got I got Luminox all over the thing. I got them all lit up. I got expandable broadheads. I got all that stuff. And they like go, uh, you can't use any of that. Can I use the bow? Well, I don't know uh, what the length of the string is on that thing because they just passed a ban last week that you can't go anything over 36 inches. You know, I mean, you don't know. until It's best to read up. Well, you <laughs> know, like, I know most people do, but the, the thing is, is that, you know, your brother-in-law should get out here this week, man. We got an open slot out here. Okay, I'll be there Thursday. You know, and you run out there real quick. You assume that they know the rules. And then you get out there and you find out that, uh, you know, Game Warden comes and goes, oh, Luminox we got on that bow there, man. Y- yeah. Well, okay. I need your drunken license. And da, da, da. and they write you out a big old ticket. All because of game cams. Next thing you so know, you won't be able to. We would have never worried about it if it wasn't for Glenn trying to find some drug dealer. You know, the problem is, is that, <laughs> the problem is, is that I think that, uh, I know that Glenn used the word proactive. And I remember when. Years ago, that place out in Texas, you know, where you could... That's the one, and that's what I was just thinking about. They had the camera set up, and you could electronic control the, the gun, you know, from anywhere in the world, and you could fire it, and they would clean it and mount it if they wanted it to and send you the meat or whatever if it was legal to do that. And uh, ever since then, There's it's been... coffee cup. Oh, you got a cup, finally. And ever since then, anything that has to do electronically out there to help any hunter get anything, all of a sudden, it's it's... Let's not make it's let's not make hunting more easy and enjoyable. Let's not do that. Hey, you know, I'm just but then let's gripe about getting people kids. back in the woods. I just want crossbows for kids. Yeah, amen. Top of the hour break. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It is a big and wild outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, and Bill. We're going to take a fast one, so stay with us. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford at G Five Feed and Outdoors. And welcome back. Big and wild outdoors. Man, I tell you what, this hour is going by pretty quick. But, Bill, I've seen uh, when we come back from uh, when we go into the hour number two, I got a uh, a story that I've run across this past this week that uh, I found very interesting. So you need to protect yourself before you head back up to PA. So you just need to be aware of this. I need to this. protect myself. Oh, yes. Lord. Protect Do yourself. I need to carry a pistol or? Here we go. You just get ready for, uh, we'll tell you in the second hour. Okay. Yeah, Don't the get second all jumpy, hour. jumpy. So well. it seems like it's going to be a, it's going to be a bad thing. Really. A bad thing. A bad thing. I don't oh, think boy. so. This could I be epic today. So. It's going to be a bad thing. This is going to be an epic show today. I feel it. Why? I'm just, it's. Seven fifty four, fifty five, and yeah, I'm ready to go flip a car over in the parking lot. <laughs> just you wait, because you're just waiting on Vince to get here. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's not all that bad. It's I know that we've been talking gloom and doom in the first hour, you know, when it comes to everything else. But on a lighter note, um, well, uh, we talk. It, look it, look at that. Like, what that says. We're talking doom and gloom, but what is that right there? Leviathan, lethal. <laughs> Where in the glasses. world did you get Leviathan? Leviathan? It's the Leviathan oh. LT80. Oh my gosh! I was going to say, why did you buy a, Le- a Leviathan LT80? Are you going after Goliath Super? He's catching or a big fish. I guess you are. Here, let me give you these glasses. Uh, no, I, I saw it. I can read the darn thing. I just oh said Leviathan. But that was one of the big things that I got while I was at the uh, the expo. Was the lethal. LT80 Fenor uh, spin cast reel. 
That sounds pretty dangerous. So you just, what, you start up the motor and you let it go and it goes and searches out fish and brings it up it to the You hold it over the, the water room? and they just swim up to the top and surrender. Is that what it I, is? I'm going to head over to uh, Southeastern Tackle when I leave here today to get this thing spooled with some Power Pro, get ready for the gator season. It kicks uh-huh. up next couple of weeks. Oh, this is the what? new gator reel, huh? Yeah, the other one went swimming. The other oh. reel and rod went swimming, so I had to get another okay. one get set up. What do you mean it went swimming? Like I told Doug. Is it still swimming, or did you get like it back? Like I told no. Doug, buoy on the end of your rod. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. A it's buoy. A, you know what a buoy would have done? Attach some flotation device with about a three, four, five-foot piece of line on it, so when it does fall over, that, God forbid it doesn't. That just it. means somebody else might find it before you And that's do. what happened, because uh, uh, my buddy Dave went back looking for it, and uh, it's no longer at the bottom, and uh, that seems to be a hot spot for some bottom fish in there for catfish. So somebody reeled in a nice pin 8,500 with a uh, nice rod attached to it. And uh, they can crank in any catfish they catch on that Why, one. why aren't you catching catfish? we got shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I'm ready now. Uh, I know Bill George had a big old spool of 80-pound Power Pro that was yellow, and that was on that spool too. But uh, I, I've used so much of his Power Pro, I'm just going to go get me some from Southeastern. Yeah. Because I know they, Bill they, needs well, it. Well, they, they'll turn around, they'll spool it up nice and right. And tie it where it don't spin around on the spool. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's just like common knowledge. <laughs> oh, they had to throw me out of that common knowledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are certain knots that you need to tie and use with that with that braided line, and or, that way it'll sit down onto the spool. Or it's just going to slip, and you can't crank or it Or you just put a piece of electrical tape around and then it won't do that well i don't want no black tape on my uh, spool and i Inside, take it off and it's all sticky yeah you like line that spins freely spins give freely. them a chance hey <laughs> the next thing you know they're going to ban plugs you can't catch fish with a hook because it's uh you're aiding and abetting and the no, they, catch won't, of they it. won't ban hooks they'll just ban treble hooks Maybe uh, take away the treble hook and yeah, take, take away, away the treble hook. You all the color, everybody's just going to have to go back to just plain old balsam wood. We we already can't we already can't use treble hooks in some places in the state. So yeah, you know, can't use it with live bait and doing this and do it. You know, yeah, it's just pure. I'm tapping out of this conversation. My just heart pure sticks with one single must add hook. Oh, and it can't even uh, must add hook. We got to go back to making your hooks out of some uh, flint or some bone. And uh, do it that way. It doesn't really impact Jonathan much. He doesn't get out. <laughs> no, no impact whatsoever. No, the, just this lovely wall of ga- listen, listen. G&B gator gear stuff that I've got sitting I, at my shop I, that we, you know. I, I turn around, I bet you we could cook an egg on his forehead right now. No, I'm not that it's, mad yet. It's It's coming. But you say you got a whole lot of GMB Gator gear at the store, and it's still oh, sitting yes, on sir. the shelf. Bill, what's up with that? No, I it's not know. sitting on the shelf. I, I, we have a lot of it because Bill just restocked us because of yeah. all the other stuff is but going out the door. I tell you, it's it's all of a sudden people are waking up. Um, had a guy last night two hundred and forty four bucks worth. Man, you're a high roller. Listen, listen, how many how many hooks do you think one individual would buy for a season? A dozen. What's the, who's the individuals? We're gonna be my response to that question. <laughs> one one individual. <laughs> well, my buddy Doug, he usually gets the twelve of them from you. Oh yeah, thirty. He must be fishing in a lot of logs. 
He's got a lot of debris on 30. the bottom. 30. Well, you know what? He's probably, since you got such a great price on those hooks, he's probably reselling them. Well, that's a, I told, he sat there and says to me, I bet you you can't figure out why I'd want that many hooks. I'm like, you know what? I have people who buy them 100 at a time sometimes and resell them, you know? <laughs> but, uh, no, he, he, he was picking up. He was the designated go-to guy to come pick up stuff. So he had a number of friends. He was picking them all boxes up too well that's a good friend i know you just bring me mine so it's all good well that's right i said you run out we'll meet you get them to you i'm still waiting on the uh, frog gig and so is apparently g5 because they're out (sighs) the dill george gator gig i i turned around i saw one the other day um i i it's a little different design i liked it i i really liked it it's more along the lines of what i'd like to see in a, a frog gig so Easy to replace a tine if you were to so just, you know, shove it into a tree or something instead of a frog and, you know, stuff along. There you go. Not stuff where people have to custom bend it or do anything else if you have to replace a tine. All right, Bill. Well, I'll give you a chance to uh, reload on all that there information that you've been waiting to share with us. But when we come back, top of the hour break, I will let you know what the big, terrible thing that's taking place in PA we are being a while brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, we'll be right back. 